This is the Ready for Baby podcast, a podcast about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond for new and expecting parents. I'm Gigi, a postpartum doula, newborn care specialist, and lactation educator. My goal is to streamline the newborn learning curve and empower parents. Today, you'll hear my conversation with Christy Gochez. Christy is a mother, teacher, and founder of Honey Midwifery. She's married to her high school sweetheart, Ernie, and together they have one amazing son, Grant, and two mini golden doodles, Mango and Smoothie. She's a first-generation Mexican-American born and raised in Los Angeles. She moved to South OC and has been working in the birthing world since 2014 after her own birth experience. Honey Midwifery is a home birth midwifery practice that was founded on the principle that every birthing person deserves love, reverence, and genuine warm attention during their care. She's driven by heartfelt and holistic midwifery, and her mission is to guide everyone to a truly sovereign birth. Enjoy our conversation. Hi, Christy. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Of course, I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Oh, thank you, honey. Thank you so much. I appreciate the love. So tell us about yourself and how you became involved in this midwifery care industry. Yeah, I got started. So I began with my journey about 10 years ago when I was pregnant with my little guy. We did the Bradley Method classes, my husband and I. We were set to deliver at Kaiser Irvine, a hospital setting. But all through the stages of my pregnancy, before I even enrolled in classes, I knew something was up. I knew that I didn't want it to be kind of run of the mill experience. Um, I knew there was more to it. And so that's why we took the courses and that's where I started learning about doulas and home birth and midwives. And we saw that documentary, the business of being born. Have you seen that one? Yeah, everybody has. I love it. It's so informative and eye opening. Um, and so we found out a lot of that stuff towards the end of my pregnancy. So it was almost a little bit too late for me to venture off. I mean, it's never too late now in retrospect, you can do it at any time. But for me and my mindset and the space I was at, I felt like it was too late for me because I was about my eighth, ninth month of pregnancy. I didn't have enough time so that I could wrap my head around it to feel comfortable enough to do it. And my labor, Gigi, was six days long. Did you know that? (laughs) Six days, love, six days. I know. So I've never seen that again. (laughs) I've never. I'm so glad. And it was started on a Monday and ended on a Saturday. So, you know, it was not stop and go prodromal labor. It was... Monday, 10 minutes apart, Tuesday, seven minutes apart, you know, Wednesday, four and five minutes. Like it was just a slower process. And I went to the hospital three different times and they checked me around Tuesday and they're like, yeah, you're four centimeters dilated. Okay. Come back when you're more progressed. So all throughout the week, I just kept going back about three different times. And I finally had my little guy on a Saturday. And let me tell you, it was not without a fight. Um, we had an unmedicated birth, no interventions, but I really needed to advocate for myself. My husband really advocated for me as well. I went through many shift changes, um, nurses that I've never met before that were on my team. And so although we did it, it felt like I knew I wanted to do it again in a home birth setting. I knew I wanted that healing birth experience and everything was okay. Um, And I did it. And I remember the takeaway feeling from that was, wow, you can have an unmedicated birth experience in a hospital setting anywhere as long as you're educated and your partner knows how to advocate for you as well. And so I got started with teaching and I always say teaching is my jam. I still teach even as a midwife and some of my um, fellow midwife friends say, Christy, you're still teaching. Oh my goodness. Midwifery is its own 
big, beautiful job for you to add on something else. And so I say, oh my gosh, the difference in care, the difference in confidence, they are so much more healthy as well and calm and their partners get it when we have conversations they're not wide-eyed and like what are you talking about they totally get it um even doulas they say christy your clients are such a dream to work with their birth school like this because they're so educated um and so i've been in the birth field for about nine years and that's how i started and I went through all the things, you know, the, the doula, the placenta, infant massage, CPR, all of it. I don't want to venture here, but I really always had that calling for midwifery, but I kind of stuffed it down thinking, not right now. I have a little one and maybe that's when I'm older. Not right now. It was kind of scary to me, all the responsibility, right? And so it wasn't until lots of my clients, my students and doula clients were calling me forward and saying, um, are you going to be midwife by next year? Cause I'm going to have another one at this time. And I need you to be my midwife. I'm like, Oh uh, no, not yet, <laughs> but it kept happening. And that's what kind of stirred that in me again. And it came to the surface of me thinking, maybe is it time and talk to my family. And I just felt such a strong calling. And so I entered my midwifery journey and now I absolutely adore and love every single day I get to say to myself, I'm doing something I love. And not many get to say that. And it's very fulfilling. Um, So that's how I got on there, my journey. That's how I started off into this birth world. I never knew it existed until I had to go through it myself. Like that you got into it, not too, I know you said you felt like it was too late, but it wasn't too late. And a lot of people who feel called to this, it's because they had a bad experience. Mm, yeah. So you had a good experience and you were like, yeah, this is what it can be. Yeah. Yes, girl. And the biggest thing for me, because I had a hospital birth experience and because I've seen birth in all the settings, home birth, hospital, birth center, high risk, low risk, twins, a breach, all of it. I felt like the biggest thing here for me is that people feel respected and loved. And I think it was because of my journey of not feeling this big, fuzzy, warm experience in a hospital setting. I mean, that's not really their jobs to make you feel that way, but the environment would have helped, right? If it was a little bit more warm and supportive. And so I took that across the board at all births and all locations and how do they feel respected? And so I, some people laugh when I say this to my clients, I say, you are the king and queen of your care. You get to decide what you say yes or no to. And I will totally respect your decision because I'm that mom too. You know, you're speaking about, you know, you're on the holistic side. So am I. And so when parents say they don't want this option or that one, you know, after I've shared already the information on both sides, absolutely. So that's my biggest healing factor that I bring into the care that I give is that you are in charge, you get to feel um, safe in your care, not scared about talking about certain things with your provider. I love when you say like, you're the king or queen, because a lot of times we're framing it. And maybe sometimes I even do that too, of like, you have to be on the defense, you have to be prepared and advocate for yourself. But that kind of flips it to be like, no, you're in charge, you get to have power over this. Yes. Yeah. I'm a mom too. And that's how I want to feel as well. I mean, ultimately who knows their children and their body best they do right. The person. And so I trust them a lot. And sometimes when moms don't trust themselves on the nervous side, I just remind them, I trust you. You, You're going to tell me when it's time you're going to let me know when it feels good and aligned with you. 
So you focus on the Bradley method. So can you tell us like, what is the Bradley method? Why is like this your gym? Why do you love it so much? Yeah, I love it. So with the Bradley method, I was gravitating towards it because it was very comprehensive and it covered absolutely everything. And it included my partner um, as front and center and seeing the dads. Sometimes I would say about 50% of the dads come in really hot and strong, right? Like I got this, I'm going to support her. No problemo. Can't wait. And then there's the other half. They're kind of pulled back a little bit and they're like, I don't know why I'm here besides, you know, she, she wants me here. So I'm going to support her. And I'm like, good answer, dad, whatever she says goes. (laughs) Um, So I love seeing them grow by the middle of the series, by the end of the series, how confident they are and how wide eyed and realizing and telling me I didn't know how much I didn't know. Right. And seeing them go from really nervous and kind of unsure to, I can't wait. And so I love the Bradley method for the growth of the partners. Um, And I also love it because it truly does cover everything for both the partner, both the parents. So we do cover the relaxation techniques, the nutrition, the partner. We just cover everything. And it allows me this opportunity to share everything that I know as someone who's been in the field for as long as I have in the many different roles that I have. I really, truly want them to be educated because I feel like education is the true definition of empowerment, really knowing what you're saying yes or no to. And so my groups often have people who are wanting home birth, birth center, hospital, sometimes even epidural, and no one ever feels judged. Everyone feels really close at the end because the information is just, here's everything I know. I'm going to answer all your questions. No questions, a dumb question. And it's up to you to pick what's best for you and your family. All birth plans are going to be different, but at least you know what to say yes or no to that feels good to you, right? So it's not a one size fits all. And it allowed me that space to kind of customize it so that parents can get more from me than just any kind of cut out curriculum. I love that. You like just include all of it. So what are like the basics of the Bradley method. You don't, you can't tell, you can't tell us everything, but what are like the basic (laughs) tenets of this method? Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from it is true informed consent and having your partner being your biggest advocate because your partner knows you best. Um, Also with healthy pregnancy with nutrition and exercise. The rest I fill in with every single class. I mean, we have 12 classes. I teach in 10 weeks because two of them are really short. We combine it, but because we have 12 courses to cover, we cover so much extra fill-in that's just besides what the curriculum is. So it's it would be so long to share with you everything, but we do cover absolutely everything. Breastfeeding, postpartum care, um, newborn care. Uh, what happens if things don't go really straightforward? What happens if your water breaks and there's no contractions for so many hours? Um, what can we do holistically to get things started? What if you're approaching induction? What are your options? And how can we get that started naturally too? So I, I would say the core is what I mentioned earlier, dad's being involved, healthy nutrition, and making sure that mom is really prepared with relaxation techniques as well and informed. So what are your favorite relaxation techniques? So what I love teaching my couples is that relaxation is not just patting our head and saying you're doing a good job for hours and hours. You have to come up with some um, good things to kind of talk off the ledge, so to speak, when it gets really um, tough there in transition. So um, I tell them there's three points to it. There's physical relaxation, emotional relaxation, and mental relaxation. I teach them the components of each, and I tell them that's the magic when you bring a little bit of each 
to every time you are going to interact with her, that really kind of solidifies what you're trying to transfer over to her energetically wise, right? If you want her to relax and hit on those three things with the touch relaxing, the words are relaxing, maybe some visualization, um, and then making sure mentally that she feels safe. So you're supporting her environment, making sure there's no visitors, it's dark, dim lighting, all that fun stuff. Anna, what about... I think of like some of my clients who just really want to be in their zone and they want to be focused. They don't necessarily want to be touched. They don't necessarily want to be like coach or like affirmations. What are the best ways in those moments of, I just want to focus. What can a partner be doing during that time? Yeah. So number one is the partner doesn't leave just because she doesn't need the partner at that moment. The partner's presence is huge right? Just having your partner there nearby ready to help. The partner should be encouraged, especially if they're educated in the Bradley method, they'll know what things that they can do, but they should be doing other things like making sure the environment is good, the temperature, um, filling up that tub, encouraging her to get in a warm shower, because like you said, what if she doesn't want anyone to touch her? That warm shower faced on her back or belly is really going to help because what does warm water do to tense muscles? It relaxes it, right? Um, getting her some essential oils, some food, snacks, nourishment, making sure nobody's in there distracting her. So the partner's kind of like that gatekeeper, so to speak, making sure that it's a safe environment conducive to relaxation. And that's why I think Bradley Method is like, like you said, it could be for any birthing environment because it's not like, oh, you have to do this and this and this and this. It's a lot more of a conversation and the education piece everything right and I think that's why I get so excited about it because I have the floor to share everything that I know and of course every instructor every instructor is different because some do really just follow the curriculum and that's it some give a little bit um, of their own knowledge however they do it the Bradley method in general is pretty comprehensive and does cover so many different ways to support your partner and what are myths or like things that you hear that are kind of against the Bradley method Mm. that you hear that are wrong all the time? Mm. So I haven't really heard anything that's against the Bradley method. Um, What I think could be misconstrued is because it's husband coach childbirth, right? That maybe it might be all about dads when in reality, it's about both parents and dads being included showing them because they don't want to be lump on the logs over there at the birth. They don't want to just stand by there feeling helpless. So I teach them where exactly are you going to give her counter pressure? Where are her points of relaxation and tension? So in our classes, I'm not sure if you guys have seen my um, Instagram, but I'll show like videos all the time of them giving feedback to their partners. Yes, I want that um, a little bit more deeper, a little bit lighter. Um, We go over all the different massaging techniques. So that way dads truly do know how to support their partners, but moms do know how to relax with their partners. So, I mean, that's the only thing that can come to mind um, is just because of the title of the whole whole curriculum is husband coach childbirth, when in reality, uh, moms really do get prepared. I think another question that I get asked a lot is when people come in, email me and say, hey, I want that epidural. Is this even still for me? That's when I like to remind them, hey, you know, this is a natural childbirth course. So we're going to cover a lot about that the majority of the time. However, we're also going to cover all the different kinds of drugs and medications that would be offered, what you can do, even if you did have an epidural. So I'm telling you, this really covers all birth plans for sure. It's not judgmental to just natural birth. I agree with that. So what if you have a partner that they aren't wanting to go and take this 12 or 10 week class, how can you either like convince them or like 
give them tools to be like, these are the things that I want. Yes. That's, I'm so glad you asked that because I've had that before. I've even had moms say, you know what, Christy, I'm not even going to invite him. He's going to stay home. And of course them asking me, should I? And first of all, it's not my job to convince your partner, right? That's, that's a decision between both of you guys. Your partner should want to or not want to, that's up to them. But I always tell the moms, I say, bring them to me, give me a chance for a week or two and let them decide from there. And guess what? hundred percent of the time they want to stay and they, whoa, I didn't know. I think a lot of does feel like it might be death by PowerPoint, you know, like just watching and reading out of a book. And that is not the case by any means for my classes, at least it's very interactive. Um, and dads, if they ask me point blank, why do I even need a doula? Why do I even need this? I look at them back and I say, have you ever been to a birth? And they usually like, uh, <laughs> like, no, I haven't been to a birth then why would you want to don't skimp when it comes to your birth? You need to be prepared. This is a physiological experience that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Even people who've had Alzheimer's will remember one thing, their birth and how they were made to feel. And so that's why I tell everybody, that's my teaching philosophy. I say it all the time. I don't care how or where you give birth. I care how you're made to feel. So whatever that means, I don't want you later after the birth feeling like, oh, I didn't know I could have asked that question. I didn't know we could have tried the rebozo like this, or we could have done that position. And this, that is a worst gut sinking feeling to feel regret. And like, I could have done better. So I always say, just, you know, try it out and see how you feel from there for those dads who are hesitant or on the fence. For people who are wanting some type of intervention, if they are going to get an epidural, what are still things like comfort measures and things that they can do to not stall out and continue progressing their labor, even though they're getting yeah. medication? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So I've worked with people who said, hey, look, I want to work with you, but I want the epi, epidural. Okay, bring it over here real quick. I want to relax. Um, and I'm like, okay, but they still want a vaginal birth. And with the epidural, there is that increase of further intervention, right? And so I let them know that right away. And I say, so with that in mind, let's work together um, so that we can get you to that vaginal birth with the least amount of interventions, if any, right? And so my biggest first tip is how long can we get you to labor at home without it? So that way we give baby and you a chance to bring baby down a little bit more, get you a little further progress dilation wise. And as soon as you want it, you know, if you can wait to like five, six, seven centimeters, even absolutely you get your medications when you need them. And then once you do, you would have already dilated a good amount. You've already worked baby down a good amount. And then we can do a bunch of positions on the bed. So we can do um, hands and knees hanging over the edge of the bed, sideline. There's just so many things that we can really help. So those last few centimeters can just melt away and meet their babies really soon. I love that. I think, and I hear from so many clients like, oh, once I get the epidural, that's it. I'm going to be on my back. And I remind them like, there's no, there's so many different ways that you can labor. That's not just on your back. While that might work for some people, it doesn't work for the majority of people. So learning about these other positions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that doesn't go to say just because they have the epidural, they're going to feel nothing, right? They're still going to feel some pressure waves and 
they're still going to probably feel some nerves if you're a first time mom doing that. And so having that educated partner and doula is still going to be beneficial because they're going to give you that emotional support education, letting you know every step of the way, this is what's happening, honey. And don't worry, we can do this instead, you know, just a way of um, support, even in that situation. There is not too much support when you're in labor. Oh, that's a good one. There's not, no such thing as too much support. So what do you want people to know? Like, what are the most important parts about having, if they want a birth with no intervention, what do they need to know? Ooh, okay. So what do I tell my parents? So I remember one dad asking me, he's like, Christy, what's one thing your husband said to you at the time of your labor? kind of talk you off the ledge, so to speak, that helped you avoid any interventions like the epidural. And I said, very squarely, and as a matter of factly, I said, there's not one thing that my husband said to me, there's a 100 things I said to myself, this is such a journey between you and you, there's going to be so much internal dialogue, you really need to know your why because you're going to have so many of those moments of, oh, wow, I I didn't know it was going to be like this. Can I keep going self-doubt, right? That's a very normal signpost of transition when you're getting close to the end. And so I like to remind my couples very early on and throughout the course, talk to your partners about that medication option. Is this an option for you? When is it an option? Is it for true medical emergency, or is it because, you know, Hey, maybe by day two. And if I really am tired, this is an option for me, because we don't want moms to feel guilty. Like we're not respecting their wishes when we give them the medicine that they want and need, because what if it's a nightmare experience for them at that point, that's not good emotionally for them, but we also don't want to give up on them too soon, right? What if they're really leaning on us as their strong pillar of support? And so it's not fair to your partners or your doulas to not communicate when is it go time for you to have them at a medication if it's even an option. And that way you kind of go into it without that one foot out the door, you know, with that code word, a lot of people talk about code word and I'm like, that's gonna give you one foot out the door. Talk about what's your why. So that way your partner, your doula, whoever's at your birth can remind you of your why. You can remind yourself of your why. There is many times towards the end where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And I even asked my provider one time, I asked the midwife, I said, what are my options? You know, very tired and feeling a little bit defeated. And she's like, well, there's this and that. And like, she reminded me because I put on my birth plan, don't even ask me for this, right? And so I think she wanted me to really feel strong in the sense that there's also this baby that I got to think about. And so that helped remind me, I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing this for my little guy. And I don't want anything to potentially complicate this path of him entering this world and getting to my arms. And so you coming up with all those reasons throughout your pregnancy is a really great exercise to help you prevent um, any kind of those hitting walls and not knowing what to do situations. Yeah. I like got goosebumps when you're like, it's not what your partner is saying. It's like what you're saying to yourself. It is. It's, it's so, I think the whole process of like pregnancy, birth, postpartum, it is so mental. So man, that's another thing I say. It is so much more mental than it is physical. I knew nine month pregnant women who were triathletes hiking in their ninth month and like really showing off. Right? I'm like, wow. I, and I was a couch potato. How did I get through six days of labor? <laughs> 
and you know, I've met people who are gym owners, you know, muscles as big as your head and like, you know, two hours in, they're like, I throw in the towel. I can't do this. Why? And having gone through so many different births and so many different outcomes, I always asked myself that question because I was learning in my process of seeing other births as well with my own experience. And from talking to people, from just processing it all, I realized because it's up here. It is ask that fastest runner in the world, Usain Bolt, ask him. And he said the same thing. It's all up here. Why do you want it? How bad do you want it? And what does it mean to you? You know, and for me, it felt like, because this is a personal journey for everybody, you know, it felt like there is nothing that could get in the way of this decision, unless it was a medical emergency, then I would obviously, of course, common sense, take whatever procedure I need to take to save me, my baby. Uh, But otherwise I came to this understanding that I wasn't going to die from the pain itself. Um, And I can't be a a victim mentality because I started to one stage of labor where I'm like, Oh, and I thought to myself, me thinking this, these thoughts is only affecting me. It's not affecting my husband. Maybe he might be feeling a little bit more pity for me, but I don't need that energy. So I changed my thoughts. So it's very much having this strong inner dialogue and really knowing why you're even showing up for this and why it's important for you. Cause it's going to come up many times for sure. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's a weird place to be like, is this Am I, is this something I'm ready for? Am I ready for an intervention? Mm -hmm. These are the circumstances under which I want one. Um, Is it in my head or is it in my body? That's like, I think it's important to get in touch with those things beforehand because you're not in the right state of mind to be figuring. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. You're in labor land. And that's another reason why having an educated partner and doula there to kind of back you up with what your wishes are. It's just like, if you're going to train for a marathon, you're having, you even midwifery school, you know, a lot of my midwifery sisters can agree to this. They're like, Whoa, you know, you feel like, can I do this? Can I finish this? It is a big mountain almost. It felt. And there are many times where I whispered to myself, Oh my God, like, who do I think I am coming up to this big mountain here? Same thing with birth. And I really, I just can't get enough of why you need to be prepared. There have been people who asked me back when I was just dueling and they would say, should I hire you as my doula or should I just take your Bradley courses? And of course, doula would bring in more income, but I said Bradley method classes. Do you know why? Because if you don't know what's happening to your body or your baby, it doesn't matter if you have 10 doulas or 10 midwives and partners helping you, you're still going to freak out inside. You're still going to feel very dysregulated, not safe. So ultimately, at the end of everything, I feel like the biggest thing you can do for yourself is educate yourself. And that's why I still teach, even though I'm in midwifery, because it makes that much of an impact on clients' health. And getting all of that information, like the doula can have all that information in their head, but if they're telling you about what stage of labor you're in when you're in labor like yeah. you're not you're like screw that. you you screw don't need to you in the Bradley method <laughs> screw Christy screw everybody give it to me yeah again you're like not in that right frame of mind to mm-hmm. not in the state of mind to hear it Correct. you need to be just experiencing it and getting that education beforehand is so essential I love it I love that you're on the same page it's it's really beautiful to see how much um, knowledge uh, doulas have nowadays. It's beautiful. Yeah. So last question, what yeah. is your yeah. best pregnancy, birth, postpartum tip? If there's any other tips I can have is, re- oh, I think another huge one that I share with my students is preparing for postpartum because 
there's a big dip in hormones and you are coming into this differently than your partner is. You, you were in labor and then you lost a lot of fluids and you lost a lot of energy pushing and laboring. And now you're bleeding, trying to make milk for the first time. You're exhausted, waking up all night. This is much different. Yes, your partner's tired too for their own reasons um, for, you know, maybe staying up with you um, during labor. And that's really exhausting itself too. They don't have the hormones that a mother has when she's laboring. So I always tell people, don't get mad if your husband yawns in your face or, you know, because he's, they're still going to be hungry and tired. They still um, need to get through. They have their basic needs still hollering at them. But that's why I really I'm big on telling the dads in my class throughout the course, especially I have one whole class that's dedicated to postpartum um, where we talk about him supporting her and all the ways it doesn't stop at pregnancy and labor. And I tell them exactly what that looks like, what kind of foods, um, what kind of environment, what kind of verbal coaching. Cause there's times where you're like, oh, I don't know. I can do this breastfeeding. I me myself as well, where I felt like this is a true 24 seven job. I wasn't prepared for this. OMG, <laughs> like 24 hours in, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I was thinking, oh, one year minimum. And I thought, I don't know if I could do it for that. And so my husband came in, swooped in and helped me with the breastfeeding positions, brought me food and snacks in the middle of the night. Just reminded me whatever I decided he would support and help me out with. But for right now, let's get this baby latch and let me help you out. Um, so having your support system, if it can't be your partner, because a lot of partners think one or two weeks off work is enough. And I tell them I'm being serious and I'm not over-exaggerating two weeks is not enough. And if that's okay, if you can't, because your job might not allow for that, totally realistic, get it. So then we need to bring someone else then to come help, whether that's a really trusted friend or family member, because sometimes that can come with its own stressors, or you hire a postpartum doula. Here are some postpartum doulas. And then I bring, um, I have postpartum doulas on my team. So I bring them that are on my team to my class. I put a face to the name and I say, hey, these are what they do. And if this is something you want to um, think about now, you'll be a little bit better prepared for your postpartum. So you're not in that shock of it. It's real. It's a hundred percent real. Those parts, even if it's just blues, overwhelm, anxiety, and it can even be very severe where it's psychosis or deep depression. And I think of the biggest reportings when I go to visit people postpartum of anxiety, when I check in with the partners it's usually they're not as involved. And that's when the moms are usually the ones that are suffering the most. Um, but we've seen it even when dads who are pretty involved, moms still can go through those lows. Um, so that's why it's important. I mean, I did my placenta. I had a, my partner was off four weeks, super attentive. Um, and I still felt like I was barely making it through, you know, and it took me a long time to feel like myself again. And so I make sure not to skimp on that when I'm educating even people who are not in my Bradley class and just my midwifery clients. We talk about what's your plan. That's very important. Even if you don't think about it, I'm going to help you think about it right now because it's going to happen. Yes. As a postpartum doula, I'm definitely on board yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> I see it's, I think it's same with birth. When you are feeding a baby around the clock, no matter how you're feeding them, you're feeding yeah. them yeah. 24-7, which a lot of people aren't prepared for. You're tired. Yeah. Your hormones are all over the place. And like you said, you've been through uh, maybe multiple day birth. You're exhausted. It's not yeah. the time to be having those conversations or to be right. looking for support. The support needs to be there beforehand. 
Yeah. And then let's not forget how moms can easily feel guilty for asking for help. Or let's say they got over that hump and they can ask for help, but they feel embarrassed or guilty um, to ask for more help. And I will hear the partner saying, I would have loved to, I didn't know. And so that's why I educate dads too in the class, um, those signs and to not even wait for her to ask for more help. These are ways you can always, and why don't you ask her if she needs more help? Um, So that way you can kind of take that step out of the way for her. So it's huge. Or just do it. Just assume she needs water and she needs food and she needs diaper changes. Just do it. Yeah. Offer it. And here's how to offer it. So we really prepare them for every stage. Yeah. That's beautiful. So tell people where they can find you and you offer classes, you offer, you know, midwifery services, you offer everything. So, yeah, so I do um, obviously the Bradley Method classes and I teach about two series, um, always cycling. So I should have a class on my website for at least once a month um, for different due dates. I also teach CPR and choking relief classes every month um, in Ladera Ranch. I also do in-home. Um, we do doula, postpartum doulas, lactation consultant on my team. And then I am a midwife, a licensed and certified midwife. So I offer home birth services. Um, my website is orangecountymidwife.com. And my Instagram is just my first and last name, Christy Goches. I will link all of that. And it's so fun seeing on your social media, like you show what it looks like an in-home visit. It's like, you have so many beautiful pictures. I love it. It's a joy. I'm telling you every day, Gigi, I whisper, I'm like, I'm so happy. It's beautiful. It's so fulfilling. Yeah, it is. I was going to say fulfilling too. It's such a fulfilling job. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for giving me this time and educating people. Thank you, honey. If you loved my conversation with Christy, please share it with a friend. Also, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so this can get in front of even more people. Thanks. See you next week.